Welcome to another episode of the Completely Cricket Podcast. Today, we're dedicating this episode to to look at the career of Owen Morgan, uh, England's legendary ODI captain until very recently, and also the T20 captain, and uh, a very good middle-order batsman who played Test cricket, ODI, and T20 cricket for England, as well as playing international cricket for Ireland as well at the very start of his career. He's been a very successful captain. We all know him for you know masterminding the victory of England's uh, 2019 World Cup win. But he, it's more than that. His legacy is going to be more than that. We're going to talk about you know, aspects of his career that most people won't know and aspects of his career that are actually pretty important and interesting to look at. And we'll also look at his legacy and the impact he's had on England cricket in general. So without further ado, let's get started. Let's go back to the very start. So this is 2006 when Owen Morgan made his uh, international debut for Ireland. Uh, you know, he's, Owen Morgan's a group of very few cricketers who've played international cricket for more than one country. He's played for Ireland and England, and he's, he actually switched to play for England in 2009, but did play for Ireland in uh, 2006 uh, and for a couple of years. And it, it was a pretty, you know, sort of successful time uh, for him. It was nothing, nothing supremely shocking, but, you know, for, uh, for his for his like level, he, you know, he did pretty well. It's, it's his uh, stats aren't bad at all. Uh, Zaid, you know, um, you know, playing for Ireland. Obviously, what would, would you say? Um, would you say there are any key key uh, features of his time playing for Ireland? You know, things that you'd say are pretty important or notable. Well, you know, he, he had a he was pretty young, I think, when he started uh, his career in two thousand six, and he, he actually did pretty well. He uh, he scored the um, he was the first Ireland um, player to score a double century, which was you know very good. And, um, at such a young age, he's able to score double century. You know, there's definitely something special about him. And then he moved to England, so I think you know it was a great, great, pretty, pretty short and short and sweet um, time uh, when he played for Ireland. Mm. I think that also um, the the double the double century was his first for Ireland in first class cricket. I think it was against the UAE, and um, also on his ODI debut for Ireland, he actually scored ninety nine. On debut, but he's run out on 99. And it was actually the first time in ODI history that a player had been dismissed for 99 on debut. So it's pretty unlucky for him. But um, yeah, I guess at the time, Ireland, uh, Irish cricket wasn't exactly as big as it is now and it didn't have the global platform. So I know obviously England would give him a lot of opportunity. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess there was always the, the the incentive to move for England, you know, more funding, more you know things like training and stuff like that in a larger platform. And um, yeah, he he did play for uh, Ireland in the 2007 Cricket World Cup, uh, which um, Australia won, Sri Lanka coming in the finals, and uh, he only scored 91 runs from nine innings. Uh, so it wasn't the best run of form for him. But all in all, he played 23 ODIs for Ireland and he scored 744 runs, an average of 35. So a pretty healthy average. And um, yeah, especially considering he was like a middle-order batsman as well. Uh, so he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to get... As, he generally wouldn't have faced as many balls as a top-order batsman. So his period in Ireland was, you know, it was, it's nothing shocking, but it was pretty good. And then I guess he sort of, you know, sort of became more of a you know a world known player as such when he moved to uh, to England and played for England um another reason for why he might have moved to England as well is cuz Ireland were an associate member of um uh, of uh, cricket so they couldn't play a full schedule of international cricket so Ireland couldn't really play um 
test matches. They've only got the full membership in 2017. So um, in Owen Morgan in May 2007 was named in his first squad for England, which was uh, 12th man for the Lord's Test versus West Indies. And um, he did come on for Matthew Hoggard on the third day. And so from then on, he's just kicked on scoring loads of runs, playing for England Lions as well. But um, yeah, Owen Morgan first being in, uh, in a squad was um, for England, like properly play, looking like you get a good opportunity to play was uh, being announced in a 2009 uh, ICC World T20 30-man provisional squad. So the first major tournament um, Owen Morgan uh, really participated in was the 2010 T20 World Cup, which England won. Uh, Zaid, how, how, do you know a little bit about um, how he did uh, in that um, uh, tournament and how, how important he was um, as a player to, to that team? Well, you know, I don't know a huge amount, but, you know, I have watched, you know, sometimes um, watched a few highlights. And he wasn't, you know, a very big player at the time. He, he just moved to um, England and he, he was probably, yeah, as he said, his, his first major tournament. And I, I'm not sure about um, specific, uh, specific, specific stats, but um, I do know that he I don't, he wasn't very, like, like, likely, like he was in, for some 2019. He's a very, very valuable player. He's a really valuable captain. You know, he's probably one of the biggest, you know, biggest reasons why England won the 2019 World Cup. Back in 2010, you know, he was sort of just there. You know, he wasn't really a big, um, a big sort of threat that other teams would look at and say, okay, we need to watch out for Owen Morgan. He was sort of just like um, a player that was pretty good. Uh, he had some good performances in the 2010 World Cup and, you know, all his um, contributions helped them to uh, win, win the tournament. But as a whole, I don't think in 2010 he was a big, you know, big um, player, big value, very valuable player uh, for England at the time. You know, he slowly um, evolved into, you know, a very valuable player. But at the time, he, he was a good player, but nothing, nothing special at the time. Yeah. So in terms of his key performances, he was actually top scorer in two of the games, um, one against West Indies, one against Ireland. And also he was a top scorer in the Super 8s game against New Zealand. So basically all... Uh, quarterfinal. Uh, he wasn't really the most, he wasn't very, he wasn't needed in the uh, semi final and final. He was not out in both matches. But to be fair, when you've got players like Kevin Peters in your team, it's quite hard to take the limelight and be a key player. But, you know, he, he, he con- contributed. So that was important. And um, yeah, I guess from then on, we sort of saw that, you know, Owen Morgan hasn't really changed his style of play too much since, you know, he made his debut and playing. If you were to let's look at his style of play in more detail, because we, we've talked about a couple of his, you know, Owen Morgan's, um, you know, career starts in central cricket. Before we go on to like more recent cricket in terms of you know his performances, how would you, if you were to describe Owen Morgan's style of play, how would you, how would you sum it up in like a sentence? Well, you know, I wouldn't call it like really like someone like you know, Kyron Pollard or Chris Gill. You know, these players really attack. You know. Even Joss Butler, some like these sorts of players, you know, to me, fall into the category of really, you know, going hard, really sort of brutal players. Um, but Owen Morgan for me would be not a brutal player, maybe more like um, a radical player. So he like he, he he's really you know he's attacking with the way he plays, but he's not like really like because when he play when he bats when he comes in he's not like in at that stage yet where. In innings where he needs to actually whack it really hard, he's sort of in that. Um, he comes in the middle overs, which is where you kind of want to keep rotating the strike. Which I think you know, he's sort of that player for me. 
um, where he rotates a strike and then, you know, he expands on shots rather than coming in and, you know, going half split from the off. So I think, you know, he, he, he did get the, um, he did score the fastest 50 for England in ODI match, which is, which is something you would probably expect, like someone like Josh Butler, you know, or someone like Jason Roy, for example. So these sorts of players to do. It was own Morgan, which is, it shows that, you know, he's not, he, um, he's not like your Joe Root that's going to, um, you saw your more test match player. You're more, he's more your um, player who can rotate strike and but still expand on the shots. So I think he's that sort of player. Mm. I think you could describe him as like your modern number five batsman or number six sort of middle order. A batsman, I'd say he's aggressive. Like he wants to score. He wants to hit. He wants to score runs. But he he's never, especially in the last five years, he's not really been in a position where there's been a big collapse and they're relying on him. It has been in T20 cricket, to be fair. But I think since since he's come, uh, since he's been on the international fold, I think he's just been an aggressive player who likes score runs. And he's, in terms of technique, you know, quite good on the uh, the pull as well. You know, uh, would you say he's a more of an offside player or a leg side player? Well, I, I'd say probably more more leg side, square the wicket. Uh, as you said, he really likes pulling the ball. I've seen him play sort of that pull to mid, deep mid-wicket um, quite a lot. So I think, yeah, he's more of a leg-side player for me. Mm. And he's not just a pure out-attacking player. You know, he's quite adapt uh, adaptable according to the situation. Uh, you know, Owen Morgan, you know, countless times for England, has sort of, you know, if there's been a collapse, has been able to st- steady the ship and has worked with the low-order batsmen, especially. I, I re- remember him doing this quite regularly, you know, playing. You've got the low-order tail-enders coming in. They build around Owen Morgan and allowing them to, you know, even if there is a collapse, put a decent total on the board. But yeah, um. If we were to just look at stats as well, in general, you know, Test cricket, uh, top score of 130 and average, uh, an average 30. You know, Test cricket, Owen Morgan only played like well, 20, 25 tests. But um, yeah, there was, uh, was, let's talk about his actually, you know, his, his um, short Test career. As, as a Test, no one really knows Owen Morgan as a Test player, but he did play for 20, 25 tests. Uh, you know, matches and was sort of in that middle order, you know, upper middle order role for England. And, you know, he averaged 30, which is, if you were, you could, with his average, you could uh, pretty easily put him into the um, current England team. And that, that, you know, that's sort of what the average is uh, for people who played a similar amount of tests as he has. And, you know, sit, they will have a similar average to you. So he hasn't done anything bad. But do you think, is there anything technically that you would say that wouldn't really suit Owen Morgan for test cricket? Well, I was just taking a look at this strike rate when he in his short test period was 54. And, you know, to fair test cricket, that's, that's a decent average. Uh, sorry, that's a decent strike rate. You know, he's clearly taking his time to score his runs. And I think he's sort of like the A.B. de Villiers sort of player. You know, he, he were, um, everyone used to think of him as a pretty, pretty aggressive, pretty attacking player, but he could also play some test cricket as well. And I think the difference between him and Morgan is that I think Morgan sort of made his mind up that Okay, test cricket wasn't really for him. I think some um one of the commentators, I think, a few years later, I think 2018 or something, asked him uh if he's ever considering going back to test cricket. He said no, like straight away he just because he, he, he'd made his mind up. And I think that's the difference between him and Amy Davilliers. I think he could have played test cricket for long and he'd, he'd be a pretty decent player. But I think you know, he, he's just sort of that person who likes to, you know, make his mind up. He likes to be clear with things and that's why I think he had a pretty short test career and decided to stay focused on the shorter formats, the one-day formats. Mm. I also think that 
I wouldn't really say Owen Morgan has a, a solid enough defence to play test cricket. Like, if you look at all the best players, whether they're aggressive or not, you know, if we look at people like Johnny Bairstow at the moment, you know, doing very well at number five, scoring loads of runs, um, you know, he still has a really good defence. So, you know, it, it's not, he doesn't get out, even if he swings and scores runs at quick, you know, quick strike rate, he's been scoring like something like 80, a strike rate of 80. So he's scoring very quickly, Johnny Bairstow, but he can defend a good ball. And I think that when I've looked at Owen Morgan playing test cricket, I just think that the way he gets out is just the, I think it's just him not being comfortable defending with a swinging ball, swinging both ways as well. So I just think that he's more suited to playing that number five role in um a in ODI and T20 because the ball won't be swinging. It's just, you know, see it, hit it, basically. Whereas in test cricket, even as a number five, if England lose a couple of early wickets, he could be in, you know, in, in the first 20 overs and he could be facing swinging ball, which is, you know, a, a challenge for so many batsmen, as we're seeing at the moment with the England team and other teams across the world. So I think that might have, you know, derailed his test career as much. But nevertheless, you know, he's taken his opportunity, use that extra time he has not playing all three formats. In ODI cricket, He's made something like 225 appearances and he averages 40 and scored 7,700 runs with a top score of 148, which I think was, I think that was the innings against Afghanistan 2019, uh, where he hit, where he actually um, broke the record for the most amount of sixes in ODI innings, which was 17 sixes. So that's basically more than a hundred runs just in sixes. And T20I cricket averaging 29, uh, which is a pretty good average for T20 cricket, and scoring 2,500 runs at a top score of nine, uh, uh, 91. So, you know, he, he's done really well in um, all three formats. Uh, would you say the stats represent Owen Morgan? Some batsmen, you know, the stats look, make them look even better than they really were. Some, the stats don't really, you know, show the value of the player himself. How would you describe, you know, would you say the stats show Owen Morgan or do you think he's better or worse than the stats? Well, you know, the stats are pretty promising, especially the ODI. You know, averaging 40 is pretty good. You know, it's excellent. Be able to get 40 at least in every single match. It's just amazing. And, I think you know he did, he also scored you as um seven thousand more over seven thousand runs, which is excellent. But for me, I think he's a little bit better than that. To, um, but I look, I think he's a little bit better than his stats. I think um his stats have sort of derailed a bit in the last one or two years because he's really been struggling for runs just in general. Really, is I think you know we're going to talk about this in a minute. Um, about um, did he retire a bit too late? But um. I think if he retired a few years ago, his stats would probably be you know, even better than it than the already are. And I think T20 especially could be even better because in the IPL, he really, really struggled. Um, and his average for IPL is 2022. 20, so that's, that's good. That's all right. But it's not uh, nothing special. It's definitely, uh, Morgan's definitely better than that. So I think just because of the last one or two years where he sort of really struggled for runs, I think that sort of lowered his um, stats, sort of lowered the more, sort sort of made the stats look less impressive than they really should be. So I think he's a little bit better than than stats show. Yeah, I think I agree because realistically, these stats are not going to show the impact he's had, the amount of times he's saved England. So as a player, I think his impact is bigger than these stats by far. Anyway, we we talked a bit about early career. We sort of just went a bit off track with uh, talking about stats related stuff. But if we go now past 2010 World Cup, 
you know, England winning it, uh, you know, being champions in T20 cricket. Now we're going to go to 2015. So this is when England ODI cricket is probably at its lowest point, you know, England without an identity, without a style, just not being able to beat any team, even teams that you'd consider like the, the minnows of, um, uh, of ODI cricket, you know, teams like Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, um, not really Afghanistan anymore, but um, just teams that are lower down in terms of uh, rankings and things like and le- less experience. Uh, then Owen Morgan takes up the captaincy, you know, a pretty good batsman uh, takes over captaincy and completely revolutionizes the the, the way of English cricket. We, people have loads of people have spent time talking about, oh my God, he's he's changed his style, he's made it a lot better, you know, uh, more attacking, more intent, uh, an emphasis on, you know, top order batsmen who aren't just, you're going at three, four for the first 10 over, trying to put pressure back early on the batsman. You know, Jason Roy, Johnny Bairster, for example, good examples, they will go like six, seven, eight and over for the uh, first 10 overs, put pressure and then ease off. There's a lot of talk about that. But it's a, if you were to uh, underline three key elements of Morgan's, uh, you know, identity and the style he brought upon English cricket, uh, England ODI and T20 cricket, what would you say those three elements are? Well, the first and probably most obvious element is that he wanted to go a bit more attacking, as you, as you mentioned. You know, he, he wanted to, like, because before, and that's just really cricket in general, has just become more attacking over the last decade or so. You know, if we were talking a decade ago, people were just, you know, they, they were, in T20, you saw, you saw some leaves, he saw people blocking the ball. Now, I can't remember the last time I saw a, a player block the ball in a T20 match or leave the ball. So, um, yeah, I think that's the first element that's that he sort of changed after he was on 15, where they were struggling to beat Bangladesh, which is a bit, you know, the, probably has the lowest point. Um, I think the, another element would be sort of he sort of took charge. And sometimes um, we see that uh, when you have a new captain, Sometimes, for example, the coach might be sort of the main, um, the main person, and the the captain is there on field to sort of do exactly what the coach has sort of told him to do, which is it's fine, it's not a problem. But I think Morgan took it upon himself to you know make just take charge himself, and he he had a really clear brain and he knew what he wanted to do. He was very you know calm and collective. So I think that's another element because he, he decided to take charge, so he because he knew what he was doing. I think the third element would be how cool and calm it was. You know, someone like Dhoni, very cool player, just just then um, he would just do any all the he would just control anything that they can. They wouldn't worry about anything they can't. So I think Morgan, that that those are the three elements. You know, firstly he he um he he wanted to go a bit more attacking. He uh wanted um to take charge a bit more, and also because he's such a calm and collective. Um, captain, you know, he would talk, go up to his bowlers and have a chat if they're not, uh, if they're finding it a bit difficult out there. He, he'd just be really calm. And I think that that's what those three elements probably sum him up really for me. Mm. I think, yeah, I, I agree, but I would say I think a key philosophy of Owen Morgan's cricket is, you know, pressure back onto the bowlers, especially at the start. You know, don't, don't give any freebies away. Don't, you know, anything, if they're saying this, wind that side off go for attacking, you know, go to hit it, score off the bad balls and don't leave any balls unpunished that should be punished. And that's just, it's nothing, uh, you know, we've seen sometimes it's over excessive if a player takes it too far, but generally it's, 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 it's a, a very, you know, it gives you a lot of reward. There is a bit of risk, but the reward is quite high. And I think my second really philosophy, I would agree with you is like the, 
calmness and coolness in his captaincy. That's something that's really integral because regardless of whether England are losing, you don't see Owen Morgan, you know, he's not overly expressive like someone like Brett Coley. He's very calm. He's very collective. And, you know, he's in it to the end. He never, he will never give up either. And that's something that you do need from a captain. And thirdly, I think, is the fact that he's given his bowlers and batsmen, uh, you know, a lot of opportunity to free themselves, you know, to be able to, uh, um, to be able to, uh, you know, hit, uh, to be able to hit the start and giving them the backing that they need. And that's something that English, England cricketers in general haven't had at times because, you know, they've been dropped too quickly. They haven't really, they've had to feel like they have to play in, in their shell just so they can score a bit of runs and keep their place in the team, things like that. But anyway, all these elements really helped England win the 2019 World Cup. We know about that, you know, amazing story in the last over, uh, um, last over drawing, super over, and then drawing the super over and England winning by um, boundary count, I think it was, and they winning the England, uh, 2019 ODI World Cup. We know all about that. So that's not really what we want to focus on this episode. Just more about Owen Morgan himself as the batsman and as the captain. So last, last sort of general topic would be, let's look at his legacy to English cricket. Like, what is he leaving behind? What are the, uh, if we think about Owen Morgan's effect on English cricket, what what is that? Obviously, we know about, you know, his style of cricket. We've talked about his attacking style, you know, the way that, um, you know, allowing batsmen to play, to flourish and to play freely. And then it, it, the England board have also brought a good a replacement in Matthew Mott, who also, um, you know, symbolised that sort of style with the Australian women's uh, cricket team. So, Basically, that's that's the key um, stylistic foundation. But in terms of Owen Morgan, um, the player, do you think say that he could have, you know, in order to have a larger reputation and maybe you know, uh, essentially better stats as well? Do you think uh, Owen Morgan could have retired slightly earlier, maybe twenty twenty one, because he's been in his like poor round, uh, poor run of form for close to two years now? So do you think he could have retired, you know, twenty twenty ish, you know, or twenty twenty one following the end, um, the uh, T20 World Cup? To be honest, I feel that not even 2021, I feel like he probably should have retired not, okay, not straight after the World Cup because he, he was still, he was batting really well then, but perhaps in 2020 or early 2021, because just really the last couple of years last year or so he he's really, really been struggling for runs. I mean, come on, he had two ducks I think, it's Netherlands it's probably like, I mean in the Netherlands is like there's nothing special about that team. Come on, and I just think if if you're if you're struggling to get and you're struggling the IPL as well, yeah, he had an average of around twenty. Um, then not last year he really really couldn't literally couldn't get any runs, and I think I think that's just sort of made it's just it just made like it's just on some people his imp- the impressions of him would be a bit like a bit less than it should be. Bit of um, not as not as good as it should be now because he he he's just I think retired a bit too late I think he tried to drag it on too much so I feel you know he, obviously for better stats as well but mainly because of 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 the of what he leaves behind in his cricket which is amazing it's huge what he's left behind but I think if he retired a little earlier his reputation is just in general he would be perceived better from an audience from everyone who, who knows him. Rather than him, you know, trying to con- continue on, because like someone like Donny, you know, he he's still playing cricket. Obviously, he retired from international cricket a while ago, but he continued playing for a long time. And um, but but he he was still like he was doing all right. Obviously, he had a bit of a, a few hiccups at the end of his career, but still, you know, he was doing okay. Um, and he still is. He's doing all right. But Morgan, I think he just went a bit too far down 
he went, I think, tried to push it too far. So I feel he should, probably should have retired you know, a couple of years ago, maybe early 2021. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think that obviously you can't predict these things with hindsight. So I think 20, I don't really agree that he should have retired that early in 2020. I think 2021, end of the World Cup, knowing that he's been in a poor form and realizing it's quite hard for him to escape it, I think he could have retired. But yeah, you're right about the, the two ducks against the Netherlands. Netherlands aren't a bad team, but they're not in the top 10, you know, ranked teams. So they're, you know, the, 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 you'd expect England to be the overwhelming favourites. And to see batsmen like Josh Butler, Jason Roy, you know, do so successfully, you should expect Owen Morgan to, you know, pitch him scores like 20-30, for example. And he's there was never coming in any situation that was in pressure as well. That was all pretty, there were not there weren't situations that had any pressure. But yeah, last question, I think, last thing to think about. Do you think that Owen Morgan is the uh, best ODI, oh sorry, best white ball captain that England have had ever, and why? Well, I think yes. I think really, um, he's been so like, he's really helped his players to like improve and just get the best out of them. Not, not even improve, just being able to get the best out of them of ev- each and every player. Just looks squeeze everything they've got and. I think a classic example would be Joffrey Archer. He came new into 2019. I think the relationship between him and Morgan in the 2019 World Cup was incredible. I think it just, the, just the finals, the super over, was just, just really summed it up, really. And I think after, after um, uh, Jim and Nisham here for six, and then New Zealand felt like you know, they can win it, uh, during the way Morgan just went up to Because mm. I, I never saw any expression of Morgan's face there. You know, he, he didn't look like he was worried, but he didn't look, you know, obviously he didn't look happy. He did not worry. He just went up to Joffre Archer calmly and just had a quick chat with him. And I think that's what made him such an amazing captain. And obviously we talk about his batting. You know, he's a great batsman as well. But I think the main aspect about him is his, was his captaining. You know, he's just his captaincy. I think just the way he, he just stayed calm and just just had a quick chat. He didn't look like talk tactics or anything, just because... Come, this is England cricket team. Obviously, everyone knows what they're doing. So they just the whole point of a captain is really to just make sure your players, you know, everything's organised and every, every you can you can get the best out of everyone. I think that's what Morgan was amazing at doing. He just kept everyone calm and you know and got the best out. Of them. And that's what that's why I feel he's for me the best ever um, white ball captain for England. Yeah, I just think. Just keep it simple, you know. Twenty nineteen World Cup, ODI World Cup. You know, can you name any other captains who've you know won it? Uh, won an ODI World Cup for England? No, you know. And it's it's just that the way he's won it, the the imprint that he's had, the long lasting. It's not gonna, you know. Everyone knows that his the way he's made England play cricket. That's not gonna get changed when he leaps. You know, that's that's in it for the long run, and that is just really really significant. So. Overall, Owen Morgan's had a pretty, uh, pretty interesting career. You know, started playing for Ireland in 2006. First person to score a uh, first-class double century for Ireland against UAE. Switched to England in 2007. You know, um, since then, averaged 30 in Test cricket, averaged 40 in ODI, averaged 30 in T20I cricket. And uh, as captain, you know, won the 2019 World Cup, imprinted a, an amazing style of play, an aggressive style of play, and a very successful style of play. In English cricket and has given England English cricket, especially white ball cricket, the the foundations to really grow and become you know even better than it is for a sustained period of time. Possibly we could even go on a run like the Australians did for like 10-15 years, winning everything, you know, um, completely dominating white ball cricket. 
But yeah, thank you very much, Zaid. And this is the end of uh, the episode. And yeah, um, by the way, to our uh, listeners, if you do want to tell us um, what topic you, uh, you want us to talk about and you want us to give us some suggestions, you can go on to Completely Cricket Podcast website, which will be linked in the description for this episode. And you can submit a form with your name and just write down what topic you want to um uh what topic you want us to talk about and um if, if we can do it we will do it and we will also shout out your name if you get picked so yeah that um thank you zade and this is the end of the episode